The federal election is upon us and the seat for Leichhardt is a hotly contested spot. This special podcast on our listener app offers every candidate the opportunity to speak and to share their platform and to discuss why they are the best person for the job. Joining us today is Sylvia Magorovich from the Informed Medical Options Party. Hello, welcome. Thank you for joining us. Hello, and thank you very much for having me. And now what we're doing is we're giving everyone the same platform, the same questions, an opportunity to, um, I guess, just tell people what they stand for, who they are, and how this electorate of Leichhardt would benefit if you were to win the seat of Leichhardt. So what I'd like you to do, just let us know, just tell us a little bit about you and your history here. Okay, my name is Sylvia Magorovich. First came to Cairns in 92 um, as a 13-year-old. Went to St. Monica's College, which was really fun. Uh, and I left Cairns after grade 12 to go to Brisbane for a couple of years. Started working in a call centre. Um, didn't like university. It wasn't for me. And um, then I went over to London. Uh, stayed there for five years, which I loved. I've done pretty much every job under the sun. I've worked for actuaries. I've worked at a service station. I've been a PA. I've... Um, bit of practice manager. I have worked for myself, which has definitely been my favourite. In London, I left after the bombings happened. I was like, oh, I don't want to yeah, die right. out here in the middle of, you know, it's fair big call. city. Fair call. And then came back to Cairns thinking I'd be here for a year and then shoot off somewhere else, big wide world. And I couldn't leave. I, you know, my family's here. I've, it's got my three favourite types of water. I've got my favourite creek, my favourite beach and inner hot springs. So. Right. Okay, yes. well, I mean, if it ticks those boxes, that's fair enough. So what was the decision to move into the political realm for you? Um, it was just to fight back against the corruption, really. That's my main problem. Like before the the thing, the thing that you happened. You can say it. You <laughs> I can, can say it. it. Oh, I'm, yeah, of not, I'm not used to not being censored. Oh, that's all right. I had um, I did about um, 120 days in Facebook jail last year. Yeah, really? Yeah. Yeah, for talking about vaccines. Yes, yeah. that's right. Just for saying the word vaccine sometimes. Right. Um, before that, I was very disgusted with the government. I was ready to throw it all in and just, you know, go off grid and hide, head for the hills. And then I came to realise that, you know, what it's worth fighting for. I learned a little bit about the constitution and how it protects our form of government. And I could see, um, I found out about this party, Informed Medical Options Party, when my sister ran in the state election. Uh, I had never joined a political party ever before. I wasn't voting for the majors for many years. So I was disgusted with them, um, but I didn't know much about the system or anything. And then I found out about this um, IMOP and I looked at their policies and I loved, they were talking about, you know, Bill of Rights. They're talking about less government um, overreach, less red tape, um, ethical energy. Uh, they want to combat pollution and also you know, reduce, remove any censorship around the word vaccine right. and talking about it because we need to be able to talk about these things. Yeah, That's a crucial absolutely. facet of democracy. So let's talk about the key election policies. What are we looking at here? Well, for Leichhardt, obviously one of the most important things is housing. Um, youth crime is another big one yeah, and financial yeah. security. Now, a lot of these things are state issues, but I, you know, if they're affecting people, then they're effect they should be affecting all levels of government. We should all be yeah, working yeah. together to combat them. For me, there's one thing that um, could be fixed that could solve a lot of problems, and that is corruption. I don't know if you know this, but um, in 2017, 2018, the federal government gave $1 billion to a corporation, the National Housing Finance and Investments uh, Corporation, for them to increase the supply of social and public housing. Right. So that's five years now, $1 billion, and... Have they increased social public housing? No, they haven't. 
They've, they've spent $800 million of that. They put $23.5 million went into the first homeowners grants. And um, the other $800 million, what? Salaries, reports, PowerPoint presentations, stationery. Right. Not wood and brick houses. Okay. In terms of, um, obviously, the, the vaccine mandates is something that we can't control from this electorate, but winning the seat would help with one of the other, I guess, party policies. Yes, it would. And you know what? I That's one of our massive priorities, of remove course, all yeah. medical mandates. And I think that um, I would do it from this electorate if I was elected. What I would do is I would defend and take on any cases where people were had lost their job or were being discriminated against. And I would fight for those people in parliament, in media, in court, wherever I needed to do, because it is a massive issue and it's an affront to, you know, our basic human rights. It's similar to um, uh, Senator Gerard Rennick, maybe, who's uh, who, who does a, a fair He's bit of a legend. Yeah. Um, let's talk about how do you think the electorate would benefit if you were voted in? Okay. Well, one of my main passions and priorities really in life is um, creating and strengthening communities. So what the what the um, community would get from me would be a lot of uh, community-focused stuff. I like the idea of cultural hubs in the remote areas, yep. multicultural hubs in the cities, um, outreach programs, neighbourhood watch type stuff. Like, you know, the sense of community, especially as the digital age continues, is just getting eroded. We need to bring it back into the physical. Uh, I don't know if you've heard about a stand in the park. It's okay. been going on for the past uh, probably right. year and a half. Okay. It's every Sunday. People meet all around Australia, all around the world actually. Right. And they get to know each other. And from that has grown friendships. Friendships has grown initiatives. Um Seeds, you know, we've got people doing fruit and vegetable stuff, swapping, bartering. So, so this is just, um, I guess, fostering a, a culture of conversation and just meeting people. That's is that right. what this is? That's right. And That's be- awesome. Yeah, it is awesome because, you know, in our regular lives, you, you've got your family, you've got your friends, I guess. I mean, you're new here, so, you know... It's you have to like find a new social circle for I, when you move true. places. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Um, and what Stand in the Park does, it takes away all the other. There's no, you know, it's apolitical. It's not religious. There's, it's just people from all different walks of lives coming together, and we just stand for our own personal truths and for the freedom of all of us mm-hmm. to, you know, freedom of speech, freedom of movement, freedom of choice, freedom of health. You know, these are important things, and once the government so. starts dictating that to people, I mean, I don't like to, I don't like to think what kind of world that's going to end up like. Very understandable. So, uh, I guess the final question is, why should people vote for you? People should vote for me if they're sick of having um, corrupt people who do corporate bidding. Really, mm-hmm. I'm here to listen to the people. I'm here to work with the people of um, Leichhardt. I am a person of Leichhardt, you know. And I think the more that um, we can have that sense of community, which I would would put my heart and soul into fostering, then we can, um, you know, really grow. And one of the ways I think that we need to do that is not just um, sort of on a social level, but also bringing things up here like we need we need a canning plant or a processing facility. You know, we've got amazing produce growing up in the tablelands. Yeah. And um, essentially, it usually gets sent down, you know, south, gets processed down there and then gets sold to us back up here at higher prices. Mm -hmm. I think that the far north Queensland should be as self-sustainable as possible. I think Australia should be as sustainable as possible. And, you know, the fact of the matter is if um, some of these countries that we have trade agreements with decide to cut us off, then there's going to be some real issues. So the sooner we get back into making things ourselves, the better off our will be and the better off the children will be and the future of Australia. I love it. And just um, just a final one, just a, an additional question. 
What I've noticed interviewing a lot of the candidates so far is, is that particularly a lot of the independent candidates have very, not always totally the same, but have very similar core values. Would you say that the core values of the electorate are being represented in this election? Yeah, I do. What I think it's also showing across Australia as well as up here is that people are sick of having this um, sort of corporate structure. Mm -hmm. I would love to see every single MP and senator be a regular person. I think there should be career limits. I don't think anyone needs to do that job for, you know, more than 20 years. And I don't think that you should get paid a full salary when you finish doing that job, you know. So, yes, it can be um, really difficult to, I guess, put yourself into a position of leadership Mm -hmm. or, you know, be elected into a position of leadership. However, um, that's a really big responsibility. And I think that's a really big responsibility and it shouldn't be taken lightly. And the more people who do take that responsibility um, very seriously, then the better government we're going to have. I think that if we don't get a majority government in this um, after this election and that mm-hmm. there is like a strong crossbench, that's going to cause more debate. That's going to cause more discussion around topics. Absolutely. And then we're going to get better outcomes for the people of Australia. All right. Well, Sylvia Magorovich from the Informed Medical Options Party, thank you for coming in and having a chat on this, uh, this listener podcast and um, all the best for the election. Thanks so much for having me. I really appreciate the opportunity. Thank you for joining us on this special federal election coverage podcast right here on Listener. In the next episode, we talk to Dan Hannigan from the United Australia Party. When I look at what's required up here, there's a there's a mix of energy and, and wisdom. And when you're young, you're full of energy. You've got yep. lots of drive. But you tend not to have the wisdom, so you tend to make mistakes and you're more you know, willing for other people to look after you, the government to look after you. And as you get older... You have the wisdom, but you kind of run out of energy. And I feel like I've hit the stride right now in my life where I have a really good, strong amount of wisdom and I still have the energy. And you have to have that mix. The other thing is I've spent my whole life working with people. I know how to negotiate. I know how to communicate with people. It doesn't matter what their background or life is. I can meet them where they're at, work out what needs to be done. So as a conduit between what goes on in Canberra and what's actually happening up here in our electorate, I feel like I have the skill set to really, really magnify that and bring what we need to the area. Thank you for joining us and to stay up to date with all of the candidates who are vying for the seat of Leichhardt in the 2022 federal election, keep it right here on Listener.